they bout to blast on us. The black nerds, blitz are rush. Y'all turn that podcast up. Friends from the UK with something to say, just talking about everything. From the wonderful nerding world, the reviews they bring. These brilliant blurs give you the word. All the latest movies, animes, video games, and TV series. Call your friends who don't know and tell them what they're missing. Then sit back and relax and listen to And I'm Stevie. And welcome to episode 245 of Bloods R Us. Now, this is our first episode after Comic-Con. So I am hoping, fingers crossed, toes crossed, that we've got a couple of new listeners. So I just wanted to give a, a brief introduction of who we are, what we do, and tell, maybe not tell our story, but uh, Bloods R Us uh, is a podcast that I started well, I don't know, back in maybe 2017, 2016, if not a lot further back than that. Um, it started off as two friends based in South London, Croydon, aka Gotham, uh, just doing uh, movie reviews, <laughs> talking anime, gaming. Uh, since then, we have grown. There's about four or five of us now. Uh, we have Big T, who's been my friend since uh, secondary school. Uh, oh, I don't know about that. Well, yeah, you have been my friends since secondary school. We may not have started out as friends, but we've been friends since secondary school. Uh, Stevie is our resident token white guy. Um, Stevie joined me maybe two years ago where we ran through um, all the Studio Ghibli movies. And I told him that he has... Every a- fucking one. I'm pretty sure there's one or two we didn't cover, no? Oh yeah, we haven't done the um oh uh it, it's the really dark one that's not official, like not not as official as the other ones. Um I can't remember what it's called. Um it, yeah, it's really I think it's like about war and yeah. yeah, it's pretty pretty deep. Yeah. I think we need to do that, man. Yeah, definitely one that we should try and do at some point. Um not here today is Micah and Martin. Um they are at American Football Training, so they normally don't get in until quite late. And then our, our ghost guy, who actually was at Comic Con and didn't tell nobody, Marvin, aka Ice, he's meant to, he's our he's our gaming expert. And literally, you know, each week we will try and watch the latest movies, latest TV shows. You know, if there's some anime out there, some games, we'll review them, give you our recommendations, and give our thoughts on anything crazy that might happen in pop culture world. Um, I advise that this is uh, strictly over 18s. We swear, we cuss, we go down some rabbit holes. Um, if your young mind is is not ready, uh, you should not be listening. Uh, that's my um, what do you call it? What's it? The end? What's that thing that you have on um, CDs? Disclaimer. Yeah, the explicit, no, the explicit, the explicit sign. Disclaimer. I don't ever fucking swear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. I think I think children should listen to us, and then we'll make them. We'll make a man out of them. Oh, Do you know what I mean? Like, you start this podcast as a boy, you leave as a man. <laughs> but yeah, so or you just leave emotionally scarred. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that just depends on on 
on the individual. Do you know what I mean? That's on them. They ain't on us. <laughs> Shift the blame. Shift the blame. <laughs> so generally how it goes is that we will each kind of cover what we've been watching during our weeks. Um, sometimes we'll cover the news. We haven't been covering the news so much as of late um, just because all our lives have been a bit crazy at the moment, especially mine. Um, and then we'll normally have a main movie, a main CV show uh, that we'll review. So for anyone that is new, we have we at Blurs of Us have a very unique rating system. We call it the chicken rating system. If we think something is absolutely dead, it gets bones. Next up is a quarter chicken, half chicken, three piece. And if it's the creme de la creme, it gets a whole chicken. Um, so yeah, that's generally how we rate things. Um, if you are here for the first time and you enjoy it, please stick around. Uh, leave us a rating on iTunes. That helps us with visibility. Um, we will be posting some interviews that we did at Comic-Con on our YouTube channel and on the, on the socials. So, um, yeah, me and Mike will get into more of that much later. Um, yeah, let's, you know, Stevie, you ain't been on in a while. What, what have you been up to since we last got to chat to you? I've actually seen... Um, a couple of movies. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, well, I've seen seen a movie in the cinema, which I done it. Um, Top Gun Maverick. Oh yeah, we can start no. there. We can start there. Well, okay. okay. If we're starting there, let Big T go first because Big T watched the very first Top Gun very recently. Ah, oh, what for the first time ever? First for time the ever. first time ever. Oh fucking a man! That yeah, must have been uh, quite an experience. It was an experience. That is the word for it. That is the word for it. Um, I, I think there's quite a lot of nostalgia uh, value here, isn't there? Like, if you've seen it back when it came that, out. That's and, the thing. That's why I think my viewing of it was slightly tainted. I don't think I got the proper Top Gun experience because... Uh, well, you, get a bit of taint. you got a bit of taint, yeah? <laughs> yeah, I don't think taint is a word you should be throwing around when talking about Top Gun because this is like <laughs> this is like some gay, this is like the equivalent of a gay anthem in like movies. Oh man, you know this I mean? is the most gay sort of like anthony type thing ever, man. This is the Batman and Robin of fucking fighter pilot movies, boy. Like I don't know, this this it it, it was a lot. Do you know what I mean? And it's very of its time. Um, so I think I, I definitely think I missed the boat on this one. Um, also, a lot of people go on about how the soundtrack is the bangers, mm-hmm. which it is. However, at the same time, the songs have kind of become parodies of themselves since this film was out. Do you know what I mean? Like you look at Highway to the Danger Zone. Mm-hmm. That was that was probably a top banger back in the day. But now it seems like the type of song you would put in a comedy movie for like a training montage or something. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. like wow. I, can picture, I can picture Will Ferrell dancing on ice to this song or Andy Samberg like doing his stuntman training in the forest yeah. to this movie. That's amazing. You know I mean? Oh man, that's amazing. I, I, the thing I, is, I, if I it weren't know. for it being so, so, so like um, famous, this, this movie being so famous that, yeah. and, and that being such an iconic song, you yeah. wouldn't have got these parodies like that's being done I mean. by like the likes of Will Ferrell. Yeah. That's what I mean. And also the other song, Take My Breath Away. I mean, in the UK, we've had that song used to advertise chocolate now. Do you know what I mean? And it, it, again, that's another song that's kind of become a parody of itself. Whenever there's like, again, in a comedy movie, like an over-the-top romance, like these two people are too in love, like it's almost sickening, this is the song that would be used. Do you know what I mean? And there, there was even a scene in this movie 
where it was kind of used that way, where like they're, they're in the elevator and they're like staring lovingly into each other's eyes and the song's playing. And then the door opens and then the song stops. Someone walks in, kind of looks at them two and then kind of turns around. The door closes and then the music kicks back in and they look back at each other. Mm-hmm. And I started busting up, bro. I was laughing, man. I was like, nah, this, this song, that's why I'm saying this movie's been like tainted for me because because of that purely like you said because of the popularity of it a lot of like parodies have been done on this right, i so mean even even hot shots do you know what i mean have you seen hot shots yeah so, and hot shots yeah. is obviously a parody of top gun so i hear what you're saying but you're gonna kind of have to have like remove that aspect from it and just try and rate just the movie again oh yeah it, yeah, yeah no no I, I i that's just a, a point i wanted to make mm-hmm. that i thought was funny but in terms of the movie itself I'm not, I'm, it's weird. I like action, but I like, I like, it's hard to explain because it's not like there's no stakes in this movie, but I like. You like either sword fighting or hand-to-hand combat. Exactly. Hand-to-hand combat, sword fighting. I want to see man v man or woman Uh. or woman. You know, this is dog fighting, man. No, this is this is but like this I, is... Mean, I don't like I don't like watching someone sitting there and pressing buttons, and then cut to the, the, a shot of the machine. Like I don't like Gundams, and I don't like those like mech animes. Yeah. I don't like that kind of stuff. So, but, again, but you know what? The, this movie, man, was was a uh, it, when it came out. This was like a modern day version of like the old like Second World War dogfighting movies you know where yeah. you see the planes going around and you know they're in there with a little kind of like joystick and being shot up and there's like you know um the you know the nazis and the the allies and they're, they're weaving and diving and they just take that and go into like a modern day you know like jet engine fighter pilots with mm. like you know windows 95 powering their their um their, their fighter plane and uh, mm. and you've got Top Gun, you know, like that is—is is it Windows ninety five? Do you think, or are we going back even further? When was that? When was that actually released? Further, because wasn't Top Gun like I want to say Top Gun was eighty four, eighties, yeah, fucking eighties. Yeah, um, so yeah, so we're talking about like old, like mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> old, not even Windows ninety five. Well, even in even in the movie, when you see like in their. I don't know what you call it, headquarters or whatever. When when they're like got the big screens up, Mm -hmm. the screens are like flickering and they're like old. Do you know what I mean? Like they're not, it's it's not like modern technology. Do you know what I mean? Definitely. Just correction, it came out in 1986. So. 86, 86. yeah. So what? What? Did did they have like actual computers in their their fireplace? No. It was an F 14, wasn't it, that they they were flying? Yeah. But in terms of like yeah. the computer that was shown like in the briefing it was very basic, like mm. old school. But anyway, T, like I said, what, it was even flickering and shit at, at one point. Like it, it was so very T, basic. T, what is your rating for Top Gun? Um, it might upset you, Ace, but mm. my rating is a half chicken. Okay, that's movie. fair. That's fair. It was good. I enjoyed it. I, it wasn't a bad movie. I enjoyed it. Mm. Um, it was very homoerotic, like. Oh yeah, <laughs> I thought that. Um, I okay. I thought that the two top bills of this movie, Val Kilmer and Tom Cruise. I thought they were like the best friends. Like, I thought they was the friends, and they were the buddies, like co-pilots or whatever. But obviously, it's Goose. Goose is like a separate guy. Val Kilmer mm. and Maverick are more like rivals. 
So I, I, that was like an interesting dynamic that I didn't expect. So that was entertaining. Um, but also the, that volleyball scene is like an iconic scene as well. I thought it would matter. I thought it would mean something, but it doesn't. It's literally the film just says, yeah, we're going to play volleyball for a sec. Like, just enjoy Just enjoy the bodies and the sweat and the It was a gratuitous like, like, scene of like male bodies, like sweaty bodies, yeah. abs and muscles. And... Val Kilmer, there was not a, a, a frame of this movie where Val Kilmer was not sweating. Like, he was a sweaty boy in this movie. I think it's where they were, in it, and then the, the, the heat, like, wasn't it? Like... Yeah, but even when they're, like, in the, even when they're piloting their ships, like, Tom Cruise is there looking, not, like, fine, and then it cuts to Val Kilmer, and he's dripping, like, his mm. nose is dripping. Like, that is a sweaty guy, man. Mm. I just took um, that more as a tension of the scenarios that they were in, because even Tom Cruise was very sweaty and had a lot of, like, perspiration on him. Yeah, there was a lot of sweat. There was a lot of sweat. Like that was a big draw to this movie. But, the, but like, Tom Cruise has got some sort of magical aura around him. When when sweat goes down Tom Cruise's face, it goes down differently compared to other people's yeah. face. And he, he, it, <laughs> he's got that. What's, what's his religion? What's that science? Scientology. Scientology, Scientology shit. Let's, let's, they've given him some advanced technology. He's not that, a like, real human, bro. He's a lizard <laughs> with human. <laughs> Like, that's why he don't sweat. <laughs> <laughs> I swear he only looks like fucking 10 years older in this new movie than he did when he was like, uh, uh, or at least I was having a chat. I, I know we're kind of like still talking about the old one, but the, on the way back, me, my missus and, and my boy went and watched the, the new movie. And on the way back, my boy was like, how is Tom Cruise mm-hmm. like still looking so good? <laughs> For mm. his age. This is a, this is the money. Old, right? He has money. He's, he yeah. has money, but but he's there. Like when you're actually watching the movie, you're like this guy ought to be. He's in his what sixties or something like that, isn't he? And he's doing like flights and doing like ten Gs and not blacking out and everything. And um he, and there's a bit when he embraces Goose's son, yeah. and you look at him, he's like. He ain't more than like fucking ten years older than Goose's son. Yeah. Like he just looks so young. When, when you uh, have money from a very young age and you can take care of yourself and eat good food and work out nicely and yeah. go to, go to the Bahamas and spend a week and de stress, you're gonna look good. Like it's true, it's, but then at the same time, Tom Cruise is one of those old school actors that does all his own stunts. So he's put himself through the fucking like. He's yeah. done all kinds of mad shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, don't, don't get twisted. Thinking. But I'm just saying, like, if you have huh? the ability... Oh, a, don't get twisted, but I'm saying, like, if you have the ability to get, like, a massage every week and manicures, pedicures, and, you know, <laughs> you're eating the freshest juices and getting the, the, the best cuts of steak and stuff, yeah, and you have a dietitian that's like, okay, you know, if you want to keep your frame or you want to keep healthy, like people to help with that stuff yeah you're generally guaranteed to, to look younger look better for a longer period of time than someone that's you know only being able to go to mcdonald's and shit and mm. you know doesn't have access to a 24-hour gym and doesn't have access to like the best personal trainers the best chefs of the, do you know what i mean that's that's true as well but again like when I say the stunts he does, I'm not just talking about jumping from one roof to another roof, oh, yeah, which yeah, yeah. he does do, and he broke his foot in in Mission Impossible doing that, I think. Yeah, he did. But he he's like hung onto the sides of 
of airplanes as they've taken off. He's and he got like pneumonia or something from that. Like he's done some fucked up stuff. Like if you look at what he's done alone, he should look like Mickey Rourke right now. Do you know what I mean? Like he shouldn't be looking like fucking Paul Rudd. He should be on the other end of the spectrum. So, like you said, it, it, it's that it's that nice lifestyle. Or he's an alien. Like, he's a Scientologist mm-hmm. alien. Like, I think, I'm sure he's a lizard under there. Like, he doesn't do things that are humanly possible. He's still got fucking wonky teeth. Have you seen uh, his teeth? If you look at his teeth, like, his two front teeth are, like, slightly to the right yeah. of his face. Yeah, if you look at his nose and his chin, he's, like, his left front tooth is it right in the middle. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's proper weird. I, I someone pointed pointed out to me that, like uh, last year, and I was like, "Nah, that, that can't be right." Like mm. he's like got the perfect like symmetrical face, jawline, everything. And mm. but you look at pictures of him, and he's totally got like his teeth are like all as if somebody's mm. shifted them slightly to the right. <laughs> so, it's Steve, so weird. Stevie, what did you think of the the Top Gun Maverick? I really, really enjoyed it, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, I've got a few, like, itty-bitty picks, but I was riveted by, like, the entire time. I was, you know, the, the dogfighting was amazing. Um, I, I didn't, at one point, at, at any point in the movie, did I suddenly realise I was sitting in a cinema. I was, like, watching that cinema, like, the screen the whole time. And, you know, you know when a movie's... Got sometimes they slow down and you kind of go ah like you know like you take a moment and then you look around the cinema and, or something and it, you 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 take out of it you come out of the movie for a second and I didn't have that at all in this movie I was like completely sucked in um, it's not you know like it's not my necessarily my kind of movie that I would be like yeah I've got to go and see that but I had a really good time with it you know and it was fast paced and uh, I, there were some bits that i kind of washed over like how when they got shot down um and spoilers spoilers yeah yeah spoilers. Mm. Are, we, are we spoiling yeah we're spoiling go on. <laughs> okay when they got shot down and then uh he he got saved by maverick uh what's he you know uh, what, what's goose. the guy's called no it's not goose is it it's oh, um, um... Rooster, Rooster, yeah. Rooster got uh, saved Maverick, and um, and then they they have to go and somehow escape, and they go to the the airstrip that there's been bombed, and they just fucking walk onto it and find it like like f fourteen, and it just all is like conveniently like ready to go, and they intact. Was that on. that plane? Was that the 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 ones they were flying in the first movie? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I thought so. Yeah. Uh, that's, so also quite, that's also quite a big coincidence, but I'll let it slide. But, 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 it, oh, I mean, it had to be done, didn't it? Like, they had yeah. to go and fly in F-14, and they kind of, like, foreshadowed it as well. When they were talking about these Gen 5 like, yeah. fighter planes, and they were like, you know, like, if you're in a F-14, and they were saying, there's some F-14s in, in the hangars, and they would just wouldn't stand a chance, and... Mm. Of course, there was that like final bit where he was proving that it's like it's all about the the pilot, yeah. Even if mm. you're in an F fourteen, but it was just I was kind of like, oh, they are crossing, and I like tucks it off and <laughs> yeah. you know, like surprise, surprise. But mm. it was 
it, I kind of like it with this movie and the fact, you know, like I've seen Top Gun and it's a cheesy fucking movie and this was mm. a cheesy movie, mm. but it ticked all the boxes for me. Yeah. You know, I went in, I, it, it, it met my expectations. You know, sometimes you kind of like raise your expectations. You're fucking excited about a movie. You're like, this is going to be really good. And it's going to be, it's got to do this, this, and this. And then it, if it doesn't do that, you kind of feel a little bit let down. This movie, I wasn't expecting it to be like the best movie in the world. Mm. Um, Cause that's, it's not necessarily my type of movie, but mm. I was expecting it to be cheesy. It had to have the music, the, the original music in it. It had to have a love interest. Um, it had to have them doing some sort of like gratuitous scene on a beach with them all kind of ripped and sweating <laughs> and muscly and and it had to have the dog fighting and it, it just every single bit of it it was like them rerunning the original movie yeah. but just with, with the more interest. yeah i like i like that like i i felt like if you play both movies side by side some of the same beats that you got from the first movie would appear like it's literally the same kind of time frame oh, yeah. um, no, no 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 let me correct you every single beat is repeated in this movie. This is the same movie, just an updated <laughs> version. I literally wrote down, like, I could, I could break this down, and this this perfectly describes both movies, yeah? Mm-hmm. It opens with the classic theme song. Yeah, it has the same intro, the text opening, explaining what Top Gun is. Mm-hmm. Then it yep. has the shots of them, the planes taking off, while Danger Zone plays, mm-hmm. yeah? Then the first scene, Maverick goes too far, doing something like while flying. He gets in trouble despite having a great record. He gets sent to Top Gun. There's an incident at a bar that makes the introduction of the teacher very awkward. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I I love that. That's what I'm saying. I actually love that. I I like the way they copied the beats. Yeah, this movie did it very well. Like, There's other movies that have been cut and copies and it hasn't worked. But Mm. this, this movie did it very well because... There was a spin on it. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't literally the exact same thing. Like, for example, the incident at the bar in the original is that Maverick moves to this girl. Yeah. And then when he goes to the training, that girl is his trainer. Yeah. Awkward. Whereas in this one, um, all the kids kind of like take the piss out of Maverick or something happens they and call he gets him, they, they, they out of the bar because he call can't him, pay. Yeah, but they also, like call him, they also call him granddad because he's old. Yeah. And then... <laughs> And, and then he turns up to be the trainer. So again, awkward. So they put a spin on it. It's the same kind of idea, but it's a new, interesting spin on it, which I liked. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I feel like it was done well. Like you said, they have the the scenes with the sports on the beach. Mm-hmm. One was volleyball. One was like American football. Um, yeah, I mean, they even, in both movies, they even tried to trick us into thinking Tom Cruise wasn't going to be in the final fight. Come on, guys. <laughs> like, we know where this is heading. Like, we know he's going to be there. Yeah. So what's your... What, yeah. So neither of you have said your rating oh, so far. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, a, a total, like, old chicken for me. At a total blast. I'm nice. sure I'd watch it again. Um, and e- even more that because it's not my generally my type of movie, the fact that I enjoyed it so much even more so gives it a whole chicken. Yeah. Big T. Um, I enjoyed the second one a lot more than the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe because I watched it when it came out and I didn't wait 30 years to see it or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, yeah, I enjoyed the second one, Bell. I actually would recommend to anyone 
even if you have seen the first one, watch them back to back because mm-hmm. that is a very enjoyable experience. Yep. I think that kind of made both enhance both movies in yep. a way, if that makes sense. They even retroactively made the first one seem better. Um, I, I, yeah, I liked it. I liked the, the, like, like you as well, Stevie, this isn't my usual type of movie. Um, but I feel like this one did the, the, like, was it called dogfighting? It did that stuff better in this movie. There was a lot of like cool maneuvers that they did in the sky. Yeah. Like a lot of things that Maverick would do, like, like, um, like when Maverick saved Rooster first, like when the missiles were coming, uh, Rooster was out of flares. So Maverick did this like Iron Man style move where he likes, I, don't, like, I, don't, I know you're in the sky, so it don't make sense, but he like flung on the handbrake and then he kind of like flew back and then released his flares behind him. Yeah. That mm. was sick. Like there was a lot of stuff like that. Like when they had the the old jet versus the new jet and oh. then they were like, let's do it. When- and then he does this spin and just shoots up one of the, and then within like a second, one of the planes, one of the jets is already dealt with. Yeah. And then the other jet shoots a missile and then Tom Cruise uses the, the the ship he just destroyed, the falling debris, as like a shield to the yeah. missile. Like all of that stuff was sick. Like yeah. I was. I was, no, I was do, do, you know, do, do you know what gets me the most? When that Gen Five guy, like when they had like the missile lock on him, and he kind of did some next. He put a handbrake on, didn't he? Yeah, he just suddenly some... went did some fucking weird move, didn't he? That's yeah. what I'm saying, bro. It, it was sick, bro. All I'm saying, yeah, throughout this whole movie, I just kept shouting out. Send him on the mission. Send him. Like, he's training these guys, yeah? And they're meant to be the best of the best. Like, they're meant to be the men in black, bruv. Like, the best of the best in the world, yeah? And he's flying circles around them. Like, he's having fun doing it. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's easy. And then everyone's telling him, your plan for this mission don't make sense. It's impossible. It can't work. You're going to kill us all. And then Tom Cruise comes, yeah, on his own with no co-pilot, no like laser sight targeting system, just him and his eyes, like nah. a fucking Jedi, <laughs> and comes and does it. You're exaggerating a little bit there because he still had the laser sight. But yes, he did. How did he? The laser sight was being done by a separate person. Even if he, he they did the have a sight, thing in it, they did have he, a thing in it where he's talking to, to Rooster about believing, didn't he? Like you, I was like, that is quite a good like parallel, isn't it? Like the whole Jedi thing. I was very. Was, they even did a trench run, bro. They did a trench yeah. run exactly. and had a target. <laughs> like, like, yeah, man, this was this turned into Star Wars halfway through it, but I was all for that, man. I enjoyed it. And so I like the rating. shots whenever they were in the plane, yeah, and it had like that shot, like where you see him, and then you just see the wind, and like you can see the sonic boom coming off them, and the the wind. Like I thought there were some really cool shots and you really felt the weight and like the G forces as they were turning, like you felt yeah. the that they had to put in. Otherwise, otherwise very well done, man. It like it gave you the proper feeling of being in that plane with them where I felt like the first one didn't give you that unless it's just the case of the jets are faster now. And like, it, it well, does yeah, they put definitely more are. The body than it did back then. Yeah. hundred percent. T so, yeah, what maybe, is maybe your that, rating? Oh, my rating? Uh, three piece. Three piece from average. All right, cool. Thank you. Oh, my days. You do not have all day. Yeah. Uh, I am going to give this a whole chicken. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I actually um, didn't get opportunity to watch the first Top Gun before I went to see Maverick. 
So once I finished Maverick, I went back and watched the first one. And like he said, it really enhanced both movies for me. Um, I liked, in a sense, the callbacks. Um, I I don't know. I heard that Val Kilmer is like suffering from from something. So there was a chance. Throat cancer. He's got throat cancer. So so there was a chance that he wasn't going to be in a movie. So I did Mm. like that, you know, where they started off just showing him um, interacting with uh, Tom Cruise's character through text messages. And then when he actually met him in person, um, then using like the keyboard to type. And then he, you know, that like the the most heartfelt lines that he had to say, he, you know, he stretched his voice to actually say it. Mm. Um, so mm. I really appreciate that. And I really enjoyed I, that. Yeah. Can I just comment on that though quickly? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I hadn't seen the first one yet and I've avoided spoilers my whole life up until a week before I was going to watch Maverick. Mm-hmm. And I saw um, an article online. I didn't click on it, but it was Val Kilmer. And it said something like, Val Kilmer begs producers of Maverick to let him return as an AI or something like that. So in my head, I've gone, all right, safe. So he dies in the first one then, right? Like, if, <laughs> Why else would you ask to come back as an AI mm-hmm. unless your character died in the first one? So I'm like, okay, he died. So I'm watching Top Gun, waiting for him to die, yeah? Which, spoilers, he never does. He Well, obviously, he's in a second movie. And he is actually the Top Gun. Yeah. He is Top Gun. The yeah, movie is named after him. Mm-hmm. Um, but, again, spoilers for this 30-year-old movie, is Goose that dies. Yeah. And when he fucking died, bruv, oh, my days. My head exploded <laughs> the way his did. Like... It was oh. fucking nuts. Like Harsh, I was man. like, Harsh. "What the fuck? Like, where did that come from?" Mm. And again, like that—that that, like obviously led to a, a, a lot of the drama in this movie, which I thought was cool. And Miles Teller fucking looks the part, bro. He yeah. looked like Goose's son. Do you know what I mean? Like he—he he almost just looked like Goose. Mm. Like you said, when um, the fact that Tom Cruise still looks young at the end when him and, and Rooster embrace himself, it just looked like Tom Cruise and Goose in the first movie. Like, it looked no different. Um, but yeah, so that was a little experience I went to. And then the moment Goose died, I remembered, oh yeah, I do know this actually already. Because if anyone has seen, um, uh, what was it? What was that film? Um, Meet the Parents. Mm-hmm. There's a spoiler in Meet the Parents for Top Gun. And um, <laughs> his fiance, Ben Stiller's fiance, whose parents is meeting, her ex boyfriend, her ex fiance, they call each other Iceman and Maverick. Mm. And oh, yeah. Ben Stiller gets a bit jealous about that. He's like, "Hey, Iceman, what's the problem, Iceman?" Did it? And she's like, "Why are you getting jealous?" He's like, "It's fine. Like it's nothing. It's nothing. I can be Goose." And she's like, no, no, you don't want to be Goose because Goose dies and that's really sad. Like, And she tries to make him feel better. <laughs> oh, and then I, as soon as Goose died, I smacked my head and I was like, of course. Like, I knew this. Like, I've, I've already been spoiled. Mm. Like, So <laughs> if you haven't seen Top Gun, well, I spoiled anything, everything anyway. But yeah, it was just funny that <laughs> I thought I managed to avoid spoilers, but I knew this whole time that Goose was going to die. Yeah, I no, think subconsciously I, I was prepared I, for it. I didn't know the first time watching it. I think I watched it about maybe two years back. I think like during COVID times, isn't it? So, um, yeah, it was, it was definitely a good movie. And as much as I know some people don't like Tom Cruise, like I think he's actually a really good actor. Like the intensity he showed during this, you know, the the, the scenes, the emotion. It it it, it maybe like because 
let me be honest here. Yeah, other than Top Gun and Mission Impossible and Jerry Maguire, I've not really seen him in he, him in anything else, innit? So like Oh collateral, bro. Collateral nah, damage no, I, or whatever I, it's called. Is that the one with the taxi driver? Yeah, with with um Jamie Foxx. Okay, maybe I have seen that one. I'm sure you've seen it, bro. I'm sure we watched it together. That film was sick. Okay, I think I have then. Well, but again, like he's normally I just see him as just the action guy in it. Obviously, yeah, I know did, what you mean. He did yeah, this Tom yeah. Cruise running this, but I was just like, raw, like this guy can act in it. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so that was like that cool. little Muppet run that he does. Yeah, it's jokes. All right, so cool. So two whole chickens and a free piece for Top Gun Maverick. Awesome, yeah. uh, Stevie. What else you got? Okay, um, so obviously I've watched Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, got that in a bit yeah let's know look if you've mentioned let's just get into it get into it then fucking wonderful um this is i'll go die straight in this is a whole chicken man this is the this is so good um i'm completely like like invested two two episodes so far and yes yeah, great fun um i think the first episode was probably better than the second um, they they killed off a certain character in the first, in the second episode, and I was like, "Really? That's, they're not fucking dead. <laughs> Can't fucking die. Surely not." Um, again, do, do you want to do spoilers or not? All right, yeah, let's let's because I, I, I was a little bit baffled what you're talking about. So again, we're about to go into spoilers for Kenobi episode one and two. If you have not seen it, uh, maybe fast forward five to ten minutes. Uh, spoilers in three, two, <laughs> one, go. The Grand Inquisitor gets like fucking lightsabered through oh, the through I, I don't really care about him, so yeah, I, I he's. If you've watched like other like um, uh, animation, they're like uh, he's like a fucking massive part, and he can't die. He can't be dead unless somebody else is. This is like it's a title, and yeah, but is, look, you know, look what they did. Look what they did to Cad Bane. Yeah, in, in, yeah. in the Boba Fett show. Yeah, and and I was I was reflecting on it afterwards and thinking like, um, what's his face? Um, you know, like Darth Vader got all his arms and legs chopped off and burnt almost to death, and he's still come back. And um, fucking um, oh, Darth Maul um, got chopped in half and he fucking came back. So, what's a lightsaber to the stomach? It's fuck all in it, you know. Yeah. Like it, it'll be. He'll be back. He'll be back with a vengeance. I just thought it was a little bit... I thought that bit was a bit weak because um, he's the fucking Grand Inquisitor. He surely would have been able to tell that she was going to fucking lightsaber him. You know, like, it, it felt like she 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 zapped him way too quickly and easily. Like, you know, but unless, of course, we're dealing with him having being so arrogant that he over overlooked it. But, like, surely he could tell that she was going to fucking, like, top him as soon as she fucking could. You know, I don't know. I I felt that was a bit weak. Mm, nice. But, is it? What do you guys think about that? You know, I, I, again, because, like, he's not a character I wanted to see kind of thing or really cared about, like, for me, his demise isn't too much of an issue. Like, I don't really understand his importance other than I just assumed that there was more than one like general in a sense do you know what I mean so they were just 
either she's now going to become the next the, the next grand inquisitor or they're just going to bring someone else in that's not going to like tolerate her shit um my maybe i mean like she she she's like an like an upstart isn't she a young upstart yeah. right and and she's got she's got force powers right Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess she's like an ex-Jedi or something like that yeah so that was one of the things I wanted to ask in the chat yeah because I didn't originally like when they said that the Inquisitors was just like Jedis that turned to the dark side because like mm. I always kind of felt like in a sense their screening process was so good that that wasn't something that just could happen so common and like Anakin was meant to be like the anomaly um so even yeah. I, i've had it explained to me now and i still i still don't love it but i can i can live with it explain it to me please i was always under the impression that like inquisitors were not like on the power level of jedi but because all the jedi got wiped out they were like the biggest threat for like Darth Vader I, so 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 what i, I was told hold on hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, what yeah, i was told yeah is that basically some of the Jedi's that survived Order 66 were basically given the option of either you basically die or you turn to the dark side. And there was in certain Jedi's that were like, actually, the dark side isn't too... I don't mind. That was, yeah. the, that's yeah. the, that was the explanation I was given it. Whether that is the true explanation or not, Martin's not here. Um, and maybe we can yeah. ask Martin next week. So initially, when they said that, oh, it was like Jedi's that turned to the dark. I didn't really love the idea because, like, I liked Anakin being the only one. I liked Darth Vader as being like the, you know, because like from from my understanding, a lot of the Sith were like just generally evil in the first place. Anyway, like, but I, you know what? There's no smoke without fire, and it, they they painted a very good picture in the movies that like. By the, the reason why Anakin became such a threat and turned to the dark side was because the Jedi Order was fragmented and broken already. Yeah. And, you know, like, there were, you know, like there were Force users who who didn't want to become Jedi because they saw the fault in it. And, you know, like, the fact that the Emperor managed to rise into such power unbeknownst to the fucking Jedi... Mm. Was, uh, was like it, proof that they well, weren't really actually able to control like the Jedi and screen them properly. Well, isn't that just yeah. as as in a sense how good of a villain he was that he could just blend in and create? I got well. See, I I got the impression that it was that you know like um you know it's headed the Jedi were headed by fucking Yoda who was like the the most powerful and sort of like most force sensitive kind of like mm. jedi ever how the hell did he manage to let the the the, the emperor get slipped through his you know like his vision it shows and for me it just shows how powerful the, the emperor um palpatine was it, for, me, for me it's a combination it, of both like steve yeah. was saying the jedi had got arrogant you know what i mean they're meant to be mm. the peacekeepers but at the moment, they're they're going on more like soldiers and warriors. Do you know what I mean? And that's not the mm. Jedi way. The Jedi way is peace. A Jedi should never ignite his lightsaber first. Whereas in the prequel movies, they ignite their lightsaber first all the time. Do you know what I mean? Whereas mm. um, they not under at, friend, at the same time, Darth Sidious was just a fucking sick Sith, bro. Like he could cover it. He could he could yeah. mask his presence in a way that the Jedi just couldn't. Like he could be in the room with them. And they didn't know it was him. Do you know what I mean? 
Yeah, the more we talk about it, the more plausible it, it becomes to me that, like, there there could have been a load of Jedi that actually would, like, they'd look at the, the destruction, all their fucking brothers and sisters and whatever have been killed, um, and they're just like, oh, they lost, basically lost faith in the Jedi, and the, the Emperor's then putting out, like, a, a you know, like a, an olive branch and saying, you don't have to die, you know, we you can actually, you're powerful. And I, I, you know, you could actually have a very good time, you know? Mm. Um, and, and that's just like the first step towards the dark side. And once they've taken that step, then there's no going back. And then they're, 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 maybe that's the sort of thing of like, if they then make that decision, then they go full, like head first into it. And that's why yeah. they're all motherfuckers, you know, like I've, I've also been told that, um, the dark side isn't necessarily the evil side. Do you know what I mean? Like it, it does often lead to to evil people, but that's mm. because the dark side you embrace your emotions. The Jedi, the light side, is cut off your emotion. Don't let your emotions cloud your judgment. Just base it off logic or whatever, like and, and what's right. Whereas the Sith, their emotion gives them power. Do you know what I mean? Their emotion, mm. like if they love someone and want to fight for them that's going to fuel them. Do you know what I mean? That's going to make them more powerful. So they'll do, any, do anything, like, however immoral. Exactly. They'll do anything yeah, that they want to do. They're not necessarily evil. They're just emotional, if that makes sense. Mm. That's how I've been described it. It's got that meme coming up in my head of that dude saying emotional damage. <laughs> emotional damage. Um, so, Stevie, you are a whole chicken. Uh, Big T. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, I'd give it a free piece. Uh, I feel like it has potential to be a whole chicken. I like uh, the direction it's heading. Um, I've heard people, like creators of the show, saying, oh, this is like a, 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 um, a character piece, like it's like Logan or like something like that. And I was like, all right, let's see if they can do it. Yeah. But so far, it seems like they're pulling it off. I, I like this kind of, it's like a Western cowboy kind of, the 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 he's put his guns down and and he's not going to pick them up again. Do you know what I mean? But he's oh, I was very disappointed about the Western moment when the guy had been the the, the Jedi um, who was undercover. Um, you know, the, the, not the one that was, wasn't Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, he got strung up um, in the in the village or whatever, and yeah. and I was like, they just strung him up. With a load of wires, like, and just hang him there. Yeah. Like should have been fucking, should have been hanging from his neck, you know, like, that's with a broken thought. neck. Like, that's what I thought. There was going up his body, you see him hanging, yeah. I'm like, oh, shit, man, they hung him. And then he's just strung up by his arms and his shoulders, and I'm like, oh, that's, that's shit. Like, yeah. Yeah. It was, for me, that was a, a Disney, Disney Plus thing, yeah. where they were like, we can't actually show him hanging from his neck, because that's too violent. And mm. But yeah. I, I, I'd have liked that. I think they need to do that with some of their shows. Yeah, they need to get a bit darker, like especially now yeah. that they've got Fox and they've got like their whole um, adult section of Disney Plus now. I feel like they could they could get away with doing something like that. Mm. Um, ju- just quickly, just if you don't mind, I'm just gonna. I basically said everything I want to say. Nana, you'll be happy. I've had to fully like streamline my notes, but I just want to say a couple things just to get your views on it. Um, in the opening scene of episode one, yeah, we had like the flashbacks of Order 66. Mm-hmm. Was you not expecting to see Grogu? 
I was fully expecting and waiting to see Grogu. Like, this no. Is, this... The reason why I say no is that it, it... I think if you show and explain, it makes continue, continuity even harder to explain. And that's one of my re- reasons why I'm not giving this a whole chicken so far is because I'm not the biggest Star Wars nerd, innit? Yeah. But based on, like my memories of the prequels and episode four, five and six, yeah. The way Princess Leia sent out the messages was like she hadn't spoken she didn't know Obi Wan like that. Yeah, now, I thought that as well. Now I know she was only ten, but I feel like being kidnapped will be like a core memory and the guy that saves you, you're gonna remember. It's like mm. do you know what I mean? And in episode four, five and six it never felt like they had that recognition. Um, but remember, she 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 doesn't know this is Obi Wan Kenobi. He's calling himself Ben at the moment, and she she had already been kidnapped before they sent the message to Obi Wan Kenobi, obviously asking him to help. So she didn't even know if he was her dad's friend. Like, if, no, no, like, no, 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 no. I I, she... I I I get that, but I'm saying that when you then fast forward to four, five, and six. Yeah, or episode episode four to when um she meets Obi Wan Kenobi again. There's for me, it doesn't feel like there's any recollection there. I don't I, think she meets him. I don't think she meets him. He dies before he dies in the first in, in episode four. I don't think they meet. No, I but thought about it as of, well, and not, it came not, to me, and I was not, like, not in, the only thing is, she sends him the message yeah. in the R two unit saying, "Help me, Obi Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope." Mm. But again, like I said. That's just And she says that you fought alongside my father, which okay, fair enough, but then yeah, would you not again, mention that you saved me as a child from being kidnapped? Come and save me again. again. We haven't <laughs> seen the rest of the show. We don't know if she knows that this is Obi Wan Kenobi. Okay. Because remember at one point she was like, How do I even know who you are? Like and she ran away from him. Yeah, and it's that's because she used the force yeah. that she realized, okay, you're a Jedi. Mm. Not okay, you're Obi Wan Kenobi. Okay, you're a Jedi. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? And then when it comes to the original trilogy, I don't think they meet while he's still alive. Like, I don't think they meet. She sends him the message. Mm-hmm. And then I think while they go, they're- They go on, their separate ways. I think you're right. Yeah, they go separate ways. Luke goes to save her. And then Obi-Wan goes to disable the, um, the Death Star. Mm. And then he fights Darth Vader and gets killed. Okay. Luke's with Leia over on the other side of the hangar. They see him get killed, but I don't think Leia ever meets him in, in the original trilogy. Mm. Yeah, mm. okay. I, I don't know. For me, it just seems like... And then a... at the same time, that message she sends when she's like, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi, she, she could have been like, yeah, you, you, you helped my dad and you fought alongside my dad. And do you remember you saved me when I was a child <laughs> and I got kidnapped? You know what I mean? Yeah, I get that. Yeah. I, again, that was my only really nitpick for, uh, in a sense. And um, I've got a nitpick uh, like that as well. And then also, um, what, is it Reva? Reva? I can't remember her name, the, the black girl. The third sister. Yeah, the first sister. Yeah. In episode mm. two, some of her acting was off. Like she came across really weird and like I don't know it just the scenes weren't acted as well as she had done in the first episode. Yeah, like it just felt off. Like, like obviously I'm not acting it. Like I'm, do you know what I mean? Like, but you know when like 
someone's not putting in their best performance. Like, you could just kind of feel it. There was a couple of seasons I was like, why is she acting like that? Like, it's, it was just, it just seemed like it came across as bad acting in it. And mm. I, am I the only one that felt that or do you guys agree? Um, I felt like it's just the choices she made as an actor, like in the scene, she's she's meant to be like unhinged. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So I kind of put it down to that. Okay. I thought it was a little bit like, um, it was a little bit shit when she, she's got everyone can be cornered and then she and the Grand Inquisitor have their face off and he escapes and then she's there on the platform waving her lightsaber and going, like I was like this is a little bit cheesy like it, I don't know you just would have thought what, like, what I thought was dumb about that yeah was that literally the scene before she was just doing parkour and flipping and climbing and doing all stuff how wasn't she going to jump she on there. the side of the fucking thing and yeah just, Ain't even taken off that much yet, you know. She could, I could hop onto that spaceship from where she was. <laughs> so I was, I was like, hey, "Come on, like, what are you doing?" Mm. That that that's what I thought. I made me laugh. Yeah, yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. No, no, I I thought you would love her. I thought she was gonna be your favorite character, bro. Nah. Just because of how fucking ruthless she was, bro. Don't you think she was just like she was? Yeah, she was but- on a hype. All the time. It was, but she was being on a hype. Like, until they get into more into her backstory, yeah, and to her importance to Anakin, etc., and her, you know, why she's so obsessed with Obi Wan Kenobi. Like, she was just, she was kind of, like, she was a cool character, which is also at the same time, she's kind of jarring me off in it. And I'm sorry, yeah. yeah, as awesome as little Leia's, um, mannerism as, um, Princess Leia, yeah. She was pissing me off, you know. If I had been Obi-Wan Kenobi, I'd be like, all right, cool, you know what, I'm out. Like, you go save yourself, in it. Like, you... <laughs> just, just... And again, I guess that's that's to the um to the actress's, um, like, acting that... Yeah, credit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I, that's meant to be the point, isn't it? She's yeah. meant to be an annoying little brat or whatever. Yeah, and I was just like, for fuck's sake. But, but the coldest thing I loved is when she was basically like, oh, I'm not Organa. Well your dad doesn't love you like literally you're only trying to say that because your dad doesn't love you you're trying to impress him like that little like um uh, cuss out or, or, or dressing down yeah was absolutely on job and she kept the most straightest of faces yeah i was like you know what yeah this kid's mm. acting is superb like literally i i don't think they could have cast anyone better than this child like she's actually she's smashing in the role man uh i am mm. looking forward to seeing where this goes is it my correction that there's only like six episodes i think so so we've had two uh, episodes already so there's only four left that's a little mm. bit that's a little bit disappointing because like i want more of this like i don't think six mm. episodes is going to be enough um well you say it's not enough but like it's like six hours do you know what i mean <laughs> or well five and a half hours do you know what I mean because of Disney plus credits but if they if they gave you a movie it wouldn't be that long do you know what I mean I guess so I, I, guess. I feel like it's enough um yeah I want more I'm glad that they did this mm-hmm. out of all the spin-offs that they've done so far I feel like this is the one that was most necessary like I don't feel like we needed Han Solo we didn't need Rogue One didn't need all that stuff like they turned out to be pretty good, but weren't needed. This 
this bridges the gap properly between the prequels uh, and and uh, and the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, but then at the same time, like like your little nitpick about well, if he's already saved Princess Leia and they've already met and did this whole adventure together, why didn't she recognize him? Like uh, at the same time, there's a couple things like that. Like I wanted to ask your guys' opinion on so. Leia getting kidnapped here yeah, was a trap mm-hmm. for Obi Wan, right? Mm-hmm. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. sorry, sorry. Um, what, in in their opinion, what is the importance of Leia to Obi Wan? Do they know that Leia and Luke are Anakin's children? No, because but th- there was. He a, shouldn't know that. No, he doesn't know that. There was a there was a ledger or something that she found that connected the two. So she doesn't know what, but she knows there's a connection to the child. Okay. And that's... Oh, what... I think just, so I saw it as them just... They didn't know anything about the child, but they she was a useful uh, lever to... to no, 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 to no, no, get... no, no, no. You, you're getting it wrong. Yeah. They knew there was a connection between Obi-Wan and Princess Leia. They didn't know what the connection was, so they don't know her level of importance. All they know oh, is see, I, thought they, I saw they were it was a connection between Obi Wan Kenobi and um, her father. Yeah. yeah, and that they were just using her as as the the kind of like lever to to get him no, to. That's where I landed on it, I, oh. and then that made me think: It did Senator Organa? Did he set up Obi Wan? Like, did he know? Because. <sighs> Like they're trying to get to Obi Wan, they can't find him. They don't know where he is. They can't get to him. But they know he's friends with Senator Organa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's kidnap his daughter and tell them get Obi Wan to come and save your daughter, and then we'll we'll leave you alone. Do you know what I mean? So was that a setup? Did did Senator Organa like kind of because because they played it off like you're the only one that can save her and do this and all that. And Obi-Wan's like, bruv, I haven't used the force in 10 years. Like, I don't mm. know if I can do it still. Like, I'm an old man, leave me alone. But they're like, no, it has to be you. It has to only be you. Do you know what I mean? I want to so, see, see, see him say, bruv. Well, I, 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 I took it as that if, <laughs> if, if they get more and more people involved, they're going to dig into the background of the child, isn't it? And that might serve mm. as about who she really is. Like, I, I, as we go through, I'm going to try and find the line there, but I'm pretty sure there was a certain line basically saying there's a connection between the the um, the, the girl and um, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and that's why Obi-Wan Kenobi is going to come and rescue her. Uh, I could be wrong. Uh, I'm going to have... The... It was just it was just a bit, like, weird because one minute they know everything. Like, they know about Uncle Owen and all his family. They seem to know about Senator Organa and all his family. But they don't know who Luke and Leia is. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Seemed a bit inconsistent to me, unless that is such a well kept secret that like no one knows. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I don't know. I I thought yeah. Speaking of Uncle Owen, yeah, and and um, and the third sister. That scene when they're in like the square or whatever, and she's chopping off hands, and then. First of all, I was shocked to see she actually chopped off hands. Like, even though that's a staple of Star Wars to get your hand chopped off. Mm-hmm. I thought, we're on Disney Plus. They ain't going to do it. And then she just did it. I was like, oh, shit, hands are coming off. And then when she's, like, squaring up to Uncle Owen, 
I was sweating, boy. I was trying to think. I was like, did he have two hands in the originals? Did he have two hands? What's going to happen? <laughs> I said, did he have a robot hand? What's going on here? Like, what's going to happen? I was sweating, boy. I was worried for his hands. Mm. But um, I like how that played out. Um, I liked how Obi-Wan was watching after Luke and tried to deliver that spaceship toy, which, again, is in the original trilogy. You see Luke, like, grown up playing with that same toy at one point. So even though Uncle Owen gave it back to him saying, we don't want your shit, I'm sure at one point that will make its way back to Luke's house. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was a nice little touch there. Um, I feel like Obi-Wan, once he dug up his lightsabers from the desert, he just didn't give a fuck about anyone knowing he was a Jedi anymore. Like he dressed up as a Jedi. He had, he had like Jedi looking robes on with the hoodie. He had the lightsaber on his hip. He didn't give a fuck. He ain't trying to hide nothing anymore. So I, I took that as him flashing that to get, in a sense, his passage in it. Because right now, yeah, he's basically a herm in it. I don't think he could have afforded to get on that flight. So I took it more mm. as like, oh, I'm a Jedi. Like, I'm a good person. Let me on board kind of thing. That's how I took it. But you're right. It could have just be that he didn't give no fucks and he's just being stupid and being obvious that he's a Jedi. But then in saying yeah. that, in episode two... For the most part, he kept on trying to use a blaster instead to avoid. Do you know what I mean? He didn't use his Jedi. He powers. could have totally oh. taken those guys out with yeah, his Jedi that's, powers, that's couldn't he? He used the blaster yeah. instead. Yeah, he used a blaster. He he hand fought a couple people, mm. like he scuffed them. So yeah, I I, I don't know. Like, that's what I mean. There's, as much as I enjoyed this. There are like little inconsistencies that make me think, well, like, why that? Do you know what I mean? Why would this happen? What did they actually know? And maybe it will all get revealed throughout the show. Maybe we're just jumping the gun here, but um... well, what I took it that just that they were trying to like show that he he was proper rusty and hadn't mm -hmm. used the force for so long, therefore he was just like, yeah, uh, in you know, like um, I'm 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 not able to use it. Um, therefore yeah. I need to resort to sort of like traditional, you know, when he did the whole hand to hand combat, it looked like he hadn't done that for a while. Mm. Um, and you know, like he, he got knocked back a few times, but like it all, once he started fighting, it all started coming back to him. Mm. Uh, I, I, I thought that the, the hand to hand combat bit was done quite well. Um, because yeah, it made me feel like he's rusty, but he, he's Sorry, getting back I'm, on I'm, it again. I'm looking at that scene now where he's picking up the lightsaber. Is there two lightsabers in there? He's got two lights. Like, so one, yeah, one's Anakin's in it. One's Anakin's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Duh. Um. Basically, what she says is that he fought alongside her, her father. He'll come. So it is the connection between the father and Obi Wan, and and that's it. Mm, based on okay. based on what that I'm makes seeing. more sense. Yeah that, yeah, that makes sense. So yeah. Um. Two things that made me laugh. Yeah. These are just made me laugh. In the first episode. Um, Obi-Wan's having like nightmares and like fla like flashes of, of his time with Anakin and everything that happened and that just made me laugh because I, I pictured that as how a lot of Star Wars fans react to, this, to the prequel trilogy like still having nightmares <laughs> about it waking up sweating like I don't know episode 2 because how could have closed <laughs> Like, <laughs> I, I still to this day maybe because I watched it as a child and I was the right age for it but I really enjoyed the prequels I remember us buying the like Star Wars game and completing it in like one day in a like, day do you remember exactly. yeah that was so sick. you know I have oh, wow. very, very cool. fun memories of, this, of the prequels I've, I've 
I've kind of gone through waves with the prequels. Obviously, as a as a younger, like as a child, when I first watched them, mm. yeah, I loved the flashiness of it, the lightsaber fights, and I was into it. I did slightly, even then though, I did think it was a bit boring, too much politics. No, but see, I, I enjoyed it. that. Then, as a as I grew up and my love for the original trilogy grew, my love for the prequel trilogy went down and down, and I was like, nah, like compared to the original trilogy, yeah, it might be more flashy. The lightsaber jewels are definitely like better choreographed, mm-hmm. but they don't they don't get they have that same feeling as like Luke versus Vader. Like that had weight behind it. That had emotion. That had real stakes. Like if you look at the fight scenes of the uh, the prequel trilogy, it looks too choreographed almost. But then again, like I said, I've gone in waves. So I liked it. Then I didn't like the prequels. And then I liked the prequels again because someone broke them down saying how it's actually a story of like the fall of the Jedi and how their arrogance blinded them and this and that and that. Yeah. So now I'm like in the middle, I'm lukewarm on them. I like the story that they're trying to tell. I just don't think it was executed very as well as it could have been. Mm. But I do like the story, if that makes sense. I think with more and more passing time, I think you will enjoy them because have you gone back and watched 7, 8 and 9 since they came out? Uh, I went back and watched The Force Awakens a couple times after it came out, but not the other two. But you've gone back and at least watched one, two, and three a couple of times, haven't you? Uh, yeah, but again, that's before my first wave of not liking them. Since then, I don't think I... Here's, okay, here's what I stand with it. I would watch scenes from um, Phantom Menace. I wouldn't watch the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I'd watch scenes like that last... That lightsaber duel with Darth Maul is probably one of the best that's been on screen. Um, I would never watch Attack of the Clones ever again. I think that whole movie is a pile of boring shit. Uh, but <laughs> oh I would, God. Watch, hey, I would watch um, Revenge of the Sith, though. I feel like that is probably the best one of the original trilogy. Okay, That's where I stand with them. Whereas the, the original trilogy, I would watch all three right now. Yeah. Um, I think they're it's some of the, the best movies. The pacing, movie. It's the pacing, isn't it? It's the, it's it really, the pacing in the original movies. It really is. That, like, you don't realise, like, going back at even the first one, A New Hope, the pay, like you said, the pacing is so well done. Like, you, you're at the end of the movie before you even realise that time has passed and, like, you've just had a great time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I do remember looking at, the like, the third movie, um... And just thinking, like, Return of the Jedi, and, and there's lots of, like, cutesy Ewoks and sort of puppetry and stuff like that in it, mm. which was sort of like a sign of the times. Um, but I don't feel like the other movies have kind of got any of that. The first three were all kind of, like, CGI massive, and then the the, the last three were, I don't know, they were... They felt oh, yeah. very, very different compared to the, yeah. the middle lot. It started with such promise, man. Like to me, The Force Awakens is a good Star Wars film. Like that, that fits in with the original trilogy. I, I don't mind that joining them. Uh, the Last Jedi was very divisive. I liked it. I think I even put it in like my top. Um, That's the second one, right? The second one, yeah. I think I even took yeah, it in like, yeah. my top five of the year that it came out. I, I actually enjoyed that. But I, I yeah, I enjoyed that one the most actually. Yeah. Yes, yeah, same probably. Um, but 
Rise of Skywalker, man, really, really dropped the ball, man. Like, to be the conclusion of Star Wars, like, that's it. That's the furthest in time we're going to go mm. for now. And this is how it ends. Nah, I, I was not happy, man. It, it would drop the ball, man. Like, I got I got the idea that they, you know, like, that what he called was going to be, uh, you know, like, that the pub team was there, so, like, the puppet master all along. I just, it felt like they kind of just did a bit of a U-turn after the second movie. And it, it didn't, there wasn't much kind of like following up. I wanted to see more of the Knights of Ren and Kylo, you know, Kylo Ren's backstory. It felt like that, that got dropped in favor of the, the Emperor's sort of story. And, mm. um, but anyway, look, we, we, we digress in big time. <laughs> we probably yeah. need to get back on, on track here, don't we? Yeah. One more thing I just want to say about episode two. Yeah. This is it. And I'm done. Did anyone else laugh? Yeah. When you saw that homeless clone trooper. Was it just me that pictured that as Boba Fett after Mandalorian stole his show from him? Do you know, like, <laughs> do you know what? I, I thought that was going to be like Rex. And that, yeah, I thought and, it was going to be and, one of the, 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 the clone troopers who, who were... Because um, he had the blue blue yeah. markings on his um, outfit. I, I, I feel like we'll see that character again. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it was a passing joke. Well, yeah. Or, or, or just, you, just to show you that the clones are done and the stormtroopers are in effect now. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. uh, all the stormtroopers had like shiny white outfits, yeah. didn't they? Like all brand new and clean. Um, did you guys like the appearance of Flea? Who? Hmm? You know, Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers. He's the bassist um, uh, from Red Hot Chili Peppers. And who, he, who he was he? the. You what? Who was he? Because I know. He, oh, he, he was the, the guy who kidnapped um, Leia. Um, oh, mad! Okay, yeah. yeah. Oh, and he's been in like quite a few movies as sort of like uh, a baddie. Yeah. Oh, one um, last one last thing, and then we will definitely move on. I did like Camille Nanjiani as a fake Jedi. Oh, he was brilliant, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah, he was hey, brilliant. Camille's making that Disney money right now, boy. He's making. He's been in Marvel. Now he's been in Star Wars, mm. making that Disney money, boy. Yeah, yeah definitely. Definitely. That was cool, though. I just thought it was stupid, though, that he's pretending to be a Jedi, yeah? And then an actual Jedi walks in who's got the robe, like, wearing basically the same outfit as you, and you're going to still try and sell him your services as if he doesn't know what a Jedi is. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, dude, he's dressed as a Jedi. Like, you know what a Jedi dress is like because you're dressing like one. He's also dressed like that because he don't give a fuck. Uh, that would be like, if I was pretending to be the actual Superman and then someone dressed as Superman came up to me and be like, Hey, are you Superman? And I try at like, yeah, I'm Superman. Let me tell you about him. Like, uh, like, do you, get, do you get what I'm trying to say? I can't, maybe I'm not explaining it properly, but. Mm. I feel I, like I they, they, um, they, he, he survived, didn't he? After like, um, the third sister went and probed his mind and saw where, where, um, yeah, I don't think so. everyone, he would. That was a bit out of character. I thought, like from what we'd seen, she was ruthless, and she would have killed him just because yeah. he wasn't useful anymore. Yeah, and she would have been like, "Let's just uh, fuck you, then. Like, I've taken what I need. I'll, I'll, I'm going to cut your head off or something like that." Yeah, I thought. I thought so as well. I thought that was a bit out of character. Mm. Maybe he's coming back. Maybe, yeah. Oh, of course, he's coming back, isn't he? He'll be helping later. I just don't know what what Obi-Wan 
why Obi-Wan went to him in the first place. I don't know what his use for him was. What do, what do you mean? Why did Obi-Wan go to this fake Jedi in the first place? Oh, because like, he, would ha- he would have information, is it? That's the, the kid sent to him. Oh, because, just information? Yeah, because he didn't know. Mm. Yeah, for information purposes. Oh, okay. All right, fair enough. Yeah. Right, cool. Right. Senior year. Yeah, I saw that. Okay, what um, you have you seen that? Um, yeah, have you, think, both I, of you guys seen that? I think me and yeah, TC in it, and I think me and Martin spoke about it on the previous episode. So just get, yeah, give, I give think Lana, you spoke about it on the last episode. Yeah. I hadn't seen it, but yeah, I've seen it now as well. All right, so it. give you quick some quick thoughts on your rating. Uh, yeah, I mean, like it was, I, I didn't know what to expect with it. Um, it for me, I was, I was kind of mixed feelings about it. It had half the time it was, um, kind of like funny and stupid kind of like sense of humor um the other half of the time it was trying to be quite serious and i was kind of like um i I don't know which way this movie's going i kind of wanted it to be just fucking stupid like the whole way through i wanted to i wanted to see all of those kind of like jokes where she's like i don't know just i wanted the puerile sense of humor bits um similar to sort of i don't know um i don't think what movies i can equate it to um like adam sandler shit um or um other stuff like that you know like so um yeah it it for me this was sort of like a half chicken half the time it was funny and it was good the other half i was just a bit like oh whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> No, I mean, like, there was it, there was some funny bits, and it did surprise me. I was expecting as when I went and started watching, I was kind of like thinking, "Oh, this is just going to be some boring teen shit." Um, Steph saw it, and she was like, "Oh yeah, let's watch that. That looks funny." And I was like, "Okay, well, yeah, I'll give it a go." You know, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like, it, I wouldn't. I don't think I'll go and watch it again. To be honest with you. Um, yeah, I've, I've got quite similar. Uh, response to it I personally um, this might sound bad I didn't want to like it I didn't want to like it I didn't want to come on the show and give it a good review because I haven't liked a single Rebel Wilson performance or movie in her whole career and I was like if the first movie she makes after she lost all that weight I suddenly like I was like that's not going to look good yeah, it's not that's gonna not going to look good that's exactly what I was thinking <laughs> <laughs> but I liked it. <laughs> I liked it. I don't know if that's why. But um, no, nah, I thought it was funny. <laughs> let, let, let's, let's, let's be real, though. Yeah, she could have not played this role. She was bigger. It wouldn't have worked. No, nah, it wouldn't have worked. The whole point is that she's like the hot cheerleader. Yeah. So um, yeah, she couldn't have played this. And I think that's why she maybe chose this script as like a reveal of her new body. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, so that that yeah, I mean, good to, good for her, man. Like. And she, the humor I thought was was good. Like you said, it was weird. The tone was inconsistent, though. Like there were moments where, like, like she'd pick up a phone and like little heart bubbles would float out of it, like animation, or like when she opened up the box to to get the phone the first time, it was like glowing. Like, do you know what I mean? Like light was shining off of it, like it was heaven sent. Those are kind of like exaggerated, like beyond real life kind of imagery but then for most of it it was like a very realistic sincere movie 
Do you know what I mean? It was like a body swap movie, like a like, but without the supernatural element. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It, it was like a realistic kind of take on it. But yeah, I mean, for me, it's a half chicken. I probably won't go back and watch it. I watched it with my wife because she wanted to watch it, and yeah, it, it was it was okay for a Rebel Wilson film. It was okay. Calm. She's forty two, you know. What? Yeah, fucking forty two. It's quite impressive. Same age as my wife, that is. Damn. No, you're lying. No, she was born in 1980, man. <laughs> so all, all that made her look so old. No, that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> that is bad. Oh, damn. No, that's terrible. Damn. <laughs> see, see what... She's what? got, like, the... She's got the biggest smile in the entire world, isn't she? Yeah, her smile is fat, man. The thing is, yeah, I, I didn't, I quite enjoyed some of her stuff that she did previously in it. Like, I'm, I, I'm not as much of a hater as T was uh, on her. I quite enjoyed so, um, some of the things that she's in. Like, what's, did she not do the one um, with um, Sandra Bullock? Like, the Connor Ice one. She's in yeah, Bridesmaids. You're, you're thinking of Melissa McCarthy, the other fat, non-funny woman. <laughs> you're not serious. Oh my god, <laughs> that, that, that was a good movie. Brutal, man. That was a good movie. Though. I'm not gonna lie, I quite enjoyed that one. She was in. Um, she was in Jojo Rabbit. Um, yeah, that's and, right. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Actually, I like. That. And then I like Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. Not because of her though, but yeah. <laughs> you're not serious. Um, and yeah. it looks like she was she was in Cats. What the fuck was yeah, she in she Cats? Was in Cats. Yeah, oh my was. god! Damn. Yeah. Um, she's been in Pitch Perfect as well. Yeah, I never saw those movies, but those movies have like um, have a uh, have a lot of popularity. So, and I think she was in Bridesmaids as well. Like that wasn't that a lot of people. No, knew. that was Melissa McCarthy as oh, well. No, no, no. She was in Bridesmaids. Yeah, she's was she? she was a character in Bridesmaids. Yeah. Are you sure that but was I Melissa don't... McCarthy? Well, Melissa, Melissa McCarthy was in Bridesmaids, but obviously, and probably like still stole the show. But maybe she had, I think she had like a, a minor role in it. Oh, maybe. Yeah, you might be right. Yeah. Um, All right, cool. She um, was. Stevie, uh, we're going to save everything that you've got for next week or the next time you're on. Uh, Big T, you've got four things. Let's hear it. Be swift. Um, yeah, so just quickly, um, my daughter has been watching Spidey and his amazing friends. Uh, Your daughter has been watching it, yeah, or you've been watching it and she's just been sat next to you? Uh, a bit of both. Yeah, definitely a bit of both. Um, I probably was like nudging her towards it, but she genuinely likes it now. Um, she watches it, like she gets into it, but it's basically... It's Spider-Man, but it's like, if you guys know what PJ Mask is, they've, they basically made their own PJ Mask show, but out of, out of Spider-Man. Um, so they all look kind of, was it, was it called an anime chibi? Like where they kind of look like yeah. kids. So it looks like that kind of style. Um, uh, it's got Spider-Man who they call in this Spidey. It's got Miles Morales Spider-Man who they call Spin. And it's got, uh, Spider-Gwen who they call the Ghost Spider. Um, it has appearances from Hulk, Black Panther, and Miss Marvel, and the three regular villains are Green Goblin, Female Doc Ock, and Rhino. Okay. Um, 
But yeah, it's good, man. It's good. My my daughter, she's got like the Spider Man cuddly toy. She's got all three of the main Spider Men from the show. She's got Black Panther, and she sits there with them and watches it. And I'm just so proud of her, man. <laughs> um, the theme song, though, fucking hell, bro. This theme song is on the levels of like Power Rangers or Pokemon or something like that. The theme song fucking gets you pumped. Mm. And like, she's even started singing along with it now. Like, if you sing the theme tune to her, there's like one bit where they're like, come on. And, and like, if you sing the theme song to her, at that bit, she goes, come on. So that's pretty funny. It's, just, it's pretty cute as well. Uh, but yeah, that's that. I, what did you It's really entertaining, you know. I get into it myself. Like, I even sometimes forget that she's there, like, <laughs> and I'm just watching <laughs> fucking Spider-Man. Uh, so yeah, it's good, rating? man. My rating? Um, I mean, it's, it's a kid's thing, though. Do you know what I mean? So it's not like anything amazing, but what they've done with it, I think, is very clever. Uh, so for a kid's show, any parents who like need a show to other kids, I'd give it a, f- a free piece. I'd definitely recommend showing this to your kids. I feel like they could get into it. It's nice, clean, f- like like what the villains are doing. They're not killing anyone. They're not hurting anyone. Like they just come and cause mischief. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like Green Goblin might like, like I don't know, like... <sighs> I don't know, like, like they'll, they'll steal hot dogs and shit, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and like, tickle people or just do stupid shit like that, do you know what I mean? So, it, it, but it's good, man. It's good for the kids. Mm. Um, I am going to soon uh, be starting a rewatch of uh, Moon Knight uh, with my wife uh, because she wants oh. to watch it. She's Egyptian herself, so that's kind of how I've got her into it. Um, because she's not really into the whole superhero stuff. Like I, I struggle to get her to watch stuff like that. But this, she's going to give it a chance. Um, mainly though, because uh, she started her own TikTok. Um, it's and she put one specific video that's blown up. Like a lot of her videos have got, I'd say between four hundred, maybe a thousand views, but. This one video, yeah, and it's to do with Moon Knight. Um, you know the music in Moon Knight? Mm-hmm. Like the end credit stuff. Is is A lot of that music was kind of hard, didn't it? Like it was banging. Like I, I, I like the music just because it sounded good. So I'm showing Rebecca uh, Moon Knight and I'm like, yeah, watch this. And she hears the song and her face, like, she's like, what? And it's because, yeah, in this Disney Plus superhero show, they put like Egyptian, like it's authentic Egyptian music, which mm-hmm. is which is cool. Mm-hmm. But it's like rude and like inappropriate for a Disney Plus show. It's stuff like, "Are oh, you lot are just shit? Like none of you are on my level. You're all just dickheads." And like, do you know what I mean? What? And so she's put up this video of her like reacting to that song. And it's fucking blown up. It's got like 576,000 views. This is in like just over a week as well. Mm. She's got like wow. six, 67.7 thousand likes. Um, so yeah, it's blowing up. So now she wants to do like a rewatch and uh, we're going to watch that together. Uh, maybe do reviews or something like that. And she'll give like her translations and any little things like that that she picks up on, she'll be able to tell me or I'll do on her own little thing and then I can I can bring it back to you guys. Mm. But yeah, I just thought it was funny that like maybe Disney didn't realise, maybe they just heard this Egyptian tune and was like, Yeah, that, that sounds like it slaps. Like let's just fling that on at the end mm-hmm. credits. 
but they didn't know what was actually being said. Like, mm. And then we played it to my mother-in-law as well. And her face, boy, she was like, what is this? What's this you're showing me? Like, it, it's this very rude music. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, it would be like, it, it would be like if they put like an Eminem track at the end of like a Pixar movie. Do you know what I mean? Okay. But like a genuine, like old school Eminem track mm. where he talks about like raping his own mom or something like that. Like, oh, do you know wow. what I mean? Like, something really inappropriate. But, um, but yeah, man. So, so yeah, I'm going to be doing a, re- a rewatch of that. Um, and yeah, any, anyone that wants to check out what she's done um i don't know how tiktok works it's at egyptian greek wife or i don't know if you could just search it's called mom's gone nuts um which to me is funny because it sounds like girls gone wild but it's really not that type of thing mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> but uh but yeah that's that so i'm gonna be reporting back about moonlight i'm, I'm looking forward to watching that again uh my last thing uh, i literally today binged watched the stranger things um season four has anyone else nana i know you don't watch this but stevie have you had a chance to watch stranger things i really want to see it but we're going to be watching it as a family and we haven't had a chance to sit down together and and start watching it yet okay all right then I i won't go into too much uh details then i'm not going to do any spoilers uh but yeah i really enjoyed it um i'll give a word of warning this is season four, volume one, okay? Volume two is coming on July 1st. I forgot about that. So when it finished, I was like, what the fuck? Like, you can't end it like that. Like, I, I was expecting it to I was expecting it to come to a conclusion, but it didn't. It kind of leaves you on a big cliffhanger, big reveal. Um, but it was good. I would give this half of the season a free piece. Um it was good kind of mystery. There was a lot of, I liked how they kind of separate all the characters in their little groups and they all do their own investigations in their own way. And it kind of all leads it back together. Um, it was better than uh, maybe to me, it's been back on form. It's been better than maybe season two and season three, but still not quite as good as season one was. Um, it's not, it, it's even this season, maybe in this season more than the other ones as well, even though I would say it's better, like I was more entertained, it's kind of lost its magic. Like it's not like in the first season, what they did with the Christmas lights fucking gave me chills. Do you know what I mean? There was nothing like that in this season. There's like callbacks to stuff that happened, but there's not many sh- like strange things going on. Do you know what I mean? Like in season one, Stranger Things, like there was a whole bunch of weird things going on. Whereas in this, there's kind of like one strange thing that's going on and everything else is kind of like real world stuff. Like there's there's prison break kind of stuff going on and government operatives and stuff like that. But there's not much supernatural events going on uh, apart from the main one, if that makes sense. Uh, but from the trailer for what volume two looks like, it looks like it's all going to happen in, in the second part. Um, a lot of horror influences in, in this, like um, it, I was getting a lot of it vibes from this. There's like, um, they name dropped a couple people like Michael Myers from Halloween, uh, Freddy Krueger. Um, mm, I don't know if I should say, but, it's not really a, it's not a spoiler for the story, but 
I will say there's a big horror icon. The actor who who played a big horror icon makes an appearance in this show. So that was, an, and, and it's quite a significant character he's playing. So that was a nice little touch, uh, considering that Stranger Things is built off of 80s nostalgia. I thought it was pretty cool that they did that. Um, one thing, one criticism though against the show, and it did it again in this season, every season starts as if the events of the last season never happened. Or, or not that, maybe they did happen, but as if it had no effect on anyone. Like, I'm sorry, if I went through any of what they went through, I'm never leaving my house again. If I found out there's a parallel dimension that's the same as ours, but it's upside down and there's de there's demons and monsters that can come through and get you, I'm never leaving my house. I don't, I'm not going to worry about what costume I'm wearing for Halloween. I'm not going to worry about hanging with the cool kids when I go to college. I'm going to worry about not dying. Do you know what I mean? About I'm going to have an existential crisis <laughs> about what really matters in the world. If there's par parallel dimensions and demons, I'm not going to care about anything. But so th that's kind of a little thing that bothers me about the start. And to add to that, there's kind of a level of flanderization to these characters where small little character traits have kind of built up and, and kind of just become, rather than being characters, they're caricatures of themselves now. That kind of bothers me. But it, it stops as you get into the story that stops and it becomes more serious again. I just, I, I, I'm not a fan of this type of humor, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, yeah, there, there's a lot of, uh, uh, it gets more into her history. Um, a lot of stuff that she's forgot about the facility where she come from. They kind of go into that kind of like a Wolverine kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, without trying to get into too much spoilers, I think I'm going to leave it there. There's seven episodes. They're all over an hour long each. The last episode is an hour and 40 minutes. Some of them are like an hour and 15, an hour and 20 minutes. So there's a lot to watch. Um, there's a couple of new characters. One of them's called Eddie, who I quite like. I think he's quite a good new character. There's another new character who I'm not really the biggest fan of. Again, he kind of comes with that stupid humor that i'm not really a fan of um yeah i mean yeah I, I think that's pretty much it i'm gonna leave it there my favorite character uh has actually surprised me in this season because i didn't like her she's she's a new character i think she came in either season two or season three uh max the the, the ginger girl max uh the one that lucas is with She's become quite a compelling character. And to me, she was the most interesting to watch in this season. Um, and yeah, I'm looking forward to where they go with her and her relationship with Lucas. This season has kind of been about, not redemption, but kind of rekindling relationships and stuff like that. So with that in mind, I can't wait to see Steve and Nancy get back together. I don't know why they broke up in the first place. Um, Steve is my favorite character. He started off as like that bully character. Oh, he's the boyfriend of the girl that I want. But they turned that trope on its head and he was actually quite a realistic, compelling character. Mm. So I want to see more of him. But yeah, that's, that's my review. I'd give it a free piece for the whole show. But I feel like volume two might be a whole chicken. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yes, I, I've never gone to Stranger Things and I'm not going to anytime soon. 
Um, yeah, what, what you got next? Uh, I think I'm done. That's me done, bro. Yeah, all right. Then I've only got one thing to really talk about, I believe. And um, that is the Pente- the Pentaveret um, with Michael... Well, it's Michael Keegan Key or whatever his name was only in it for like two episodes. It's that um, Mike Myers show on Netflix. Um, it is not my type of humor. T, I think you would like it for some strange reason. Like, I feel like you would appreciate it a lot more than I did. Uh, I would give it a quarter chicken. Um, there are some funny moments, but altogether, it's not that great. But again, it is not my kind of humor in it. Um, I guess I would is, is it like um, Austin Powers? Yeah, it has that vein, but just not as good, I guess. Hmm. But if you're someone that really enjoyed Austin Powers, you enjoy uh, um, Mike Myers and his kind of comedy and his stuff that he does, you might like it. Like it, it's it's okay, but like there's better shows out there, so that's why I give it a quarter cool kid. Like it does have some funny moments. Um, the story is a bit dead, but like that you will you will laugh. It's not like you're gonna watch it and just be like, oh, okay, cool. Like there are some moments that will make you chuckle and you'll find amusing it. But other than that, it just didn't really do much for me. Um, I would be, obviously, I know, you know, with us having to watch a million things each week, I don't know how much of an opportunity you guys will get to watch it, but I would be curious to hear you guys' thoughts on it. Um, and the last thing I'm going to talk about is uh, Comic-Con. Uh, Comic-Con, MCM, London Comic-Con 2022 was yesterday. Um, it was the first time in years that I've gone and I didn't get a priority ticket. Um I wasn't sure if I was going to be going. So, you know, it was a bit of a last minute decision. Uh, Michael came as well. Um, we, it, it, the event itself felt as rammed as it was pre-COVID, but they didn't have as many attractions. I don't know whether that's because they didn't think as many people would come or whether, you know, a lot of stores and stuff weren't willing to come to comic-con because they were still unsure of like the COVID regulations but had an absolute blast it was nice to see some old faces and some new ones uh me and michael did a couple of interviews like i said that's gonna be going on the socials um within the next week and um plans are being made for more of the blurs or us crew to be there in october and to do a lot more interviews and fun activities while we're there so we'll be filling you guys in over the next couple of months or what's the plan is and um yeah go from there but that's it um i hope you guys have enjoyed this episode as much as i have um you can find well if you're listening you already found the podcast but you can share with your friends we are on apple podcast spotify tuning radio uh youtube facebook instagram twitter pretty much search blurred are us and we will come up um and yeah leave us a review um yeah Cheers, guys. Without further ado, uh, Stevie, say bye to the people. Bye, people. T, say bye to the people. Bye to the people. All right, guys. Bye-bye now.